Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can so a word that's together. fallen out of my mouth a lot in the last few days is the word apathy. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say that apathy should be a four-letter word. It is self-destructive. Maybe it's a declaration of laziness or unworthiness or, I don't know, lack of desire. But when it comes up around me with the people that I speak with, it's not a lack of desire. It's something else. Maybe fear of the unknown. I talk to a lot of people and a lot of them know who they are at the core of their being. Or at least they know once I say it out loud, it has that thing inside of them that vibrates and that they know is true. They, they know, they know they're on a mission. They know they have a purpose. Or at least they know that the desire for that is there, even if they haven't put the thumb on it yet. I do know a few people who the moment that they realized it, whether they knew it within themselves or I happened to be the one who told them, there are some who just went for it, right? One woman that I know, I met her goodness, probably back in 2012. The first time I met her, I could see it. She was a healer. I knew it, right? I also could see that the path started traditional with an LMT. Um, For those of you who don't know, licensed massage therapist. By the next time I saw this woman, she had almost finished her LMT and had chosen where she was going to study Reiki. And now she owns her own store in Arkansas, and she has a thriving practice. She grabbed a hold of that thing that felt true, that she knew deep inside was her mission, and she showed no apathy. She took action. Hers happened to be huge, but for some people, it's as simple as accepting their spiritual gift, their spiritual energy, and choosing to manage it correctly. There's one young woman that I have been seeing, goodness, uh, four or five years now. The first time I met her, I could see that she was an empath, but it was unbridled. She was also addicted to alcohol and stupid men and (laughs) a few other things. And once we spoke, once she felt that fire within her for who she could be and what she truly deserved and what she truly wanted, she did not hesitate She blew the minds of everyone around her by changing. I saw her one week later and she was already different. She had accepted who she was, began to manage her energy, to think differently, to exercise her will and make the choices at every turn that would lead her down the path to her highest good. Did she stumble? The hell yeah, she stumbled. (laughs) We're all going to stumble. We just have to get up, right? It's like when you see a baby learning to walk and they fall down. You don't freak out and say, oh my God, they're never going to walk. No, 
you watch them get up and try again and you cheer. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not always positive, right? Uh, Sometimes people's journey includes a trip down a lack of good health or some form of self-destruction, right? I have met people who I knew were about to embark on a journey through cancer or addiction or whatever. And the way that they approach that either includes apathy or not, right? Whether it's the young woman who I met and I could see her thyroid cancer. She could have been fearful. She could have said I was crazy. She could have whatever. Instead, she went to the doctor. She asked some questions. The next time I saw her, she had recovered from having her thyroid removed. And did she buy into all the things that people buy into that it would do, that it would destroy her body, her health, whatever? No, she was thriving, strong, and healthy, much more so than when I had met her. She didn't exhibit apathy. She exhibited strength, worthiness, desire for wholeness. This happens all around us all the time, whether it is a spiritual gift or an invention or anything else, right? I have one young woman, young, (laughs) relative. She's working on designing an application, an app that will change the face of how business is done. No question. She is right on the edge right? Everything is in line. And a year from now, most of you will be using it, guaranteed. The path she has walked has included at every turn a chance for apathy, a chance to give up, a chance to say it's too hard, too much to hand it to someone else. No, it is hers. She will have it. So what is the difference between them and the people who do nothing? The people who sit in an eternal state of introduction or initiation or (laughs) emptiness? The ones who take maybe step one and don't go any farther? Is it a lack of worthiness? Is it... Lack of motivation, lack of courage? Is it fear of embarrassment? You know, what if I fail? What if I try this and it sucks and I fall on my face? Maybe it's that. People like to say that it's all about being lazy, about generations or whatever. Uh, I don't see that. I mean, I can see the stereotype. It's blasted everywhere the way it has been for, you know, ages. But the truth is it has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with baby boomers versus Gen X versus millennials or whatever else. (laughs) Side note, someone made a comment on one of my uh, podcasts that I sounded like a stupid millennial, (laughs) which is fine to each his own. Um, But for those of you who are wondering, I am old enough to be the mother of the millennials. So there's that. (laughs) no it's okay right and actually interesting that that came out because sometimes that is the thing that holds people back 
They just decide to think it's stupid. They just decide to think that anything outside of status quo, anything outside of I go to work, I come home, I do the normal thing, can't be right, can't be real. Anything that's something they've never seen someone do, it can't be right, it can't be real. Okay, that's fine. And sadly, it does happen most often with the people that we're closest to. Maybe it's because they think they know us. Maybe it's because they've seen the mistakes, the missteps, the whatever that we've made along the way. Be clear, beloved. If any part of your apathy, if any part of your procrastination comes from this lack of support or fear of lack of support from the people who love and care about you, it's not a lack of love and care. Just don't tell them. They don't have to know until it's happening. And that may take time. It may take days or weeks. It may take years. I didn't tell my father what I do <laughs> until he could go online and read my reviews. And he didn't understand until it became a thriving way for me to help others and care for my family. It wouldn't have been out of a lack of love that he was non-supportive. It would have been out of fear, a lack of understanding, because he doesn't have the same experiences in life that I do. And that's okay. And it's not out of a lack of love that I didn't tell him from the very beginning. It was because I didn't need to carry anyone else's fear, anyone else's belief system on my new path. And so we seek the like-minded, but sometimes that needs to be someone separated from ourselves, right? People have an idea of who we are, and when we break out of that box, it scares them. When we go against their belief system, their understanding of where life is going, of risk-taking, whatever it is, it scares them. When I told my dad I quit my teaching job, the very first thing he asked me was, can you get it back? <laughs> I told him no. The truth is I probably could have. I could probably get it back today. But that's not my path anymore. It was. It was important. It was vital. I'm grateful. But I cannot let ease and comfort, right, which is the state that I was in, cannot allow that to keep you from moving forward. That, my darlings, is apathy. Apathy is often defined as indifference, but what it is more than anything else is suppression. It is suppression of interest, of excitement, of passion. It is suppressing it. It is keeping it contained, perhaps for, well, fear of failure, right? Maybe I'm not good enough, whatever. Now, to be fair, it can also be a sign of illness. And that's something to think about too, okay? You need to check in with yourself. Why am I unmotivated, right? Was I taught a lack of motivation? Is it that? Is it depression? Am I depressed? Maybe, maybe we should ask ourselves that question. Does it have to do with the seasons? Because that happens a lot. It can even be hypothyroidism, <laughs> okay? There can be problems. Dementia, schizophrenia. I mean, th there's all kinds of things that also create apathy but lovelies to have a 
complete absence of interest is pretty much bullshit. We need to be clear, right? It is not freedom. It comes from a Greek word that means freedom from suffering. <laughs> and yet all I see is that apathy causes suffering. And again, to be clear, if you're experiencing apathy and this is new for you, check in with what you're doing differently. Are you taking a new medication, whether it is birth control or blood pressure medication or, or anything else, right? Because this can be a true chemical side effect. And if it is, we want to nip that in the bud. We want to change your medication if we can't get you off of it altogether, right? Don't allow something artificial to rob your life of passion and motivation. Sometimes it comes about because you've had your heart broken in one way or another, right? We've discussed this before. We hold on to the right to the right to believe that we will never have happiness the right to believe that no one can be trusted the life the right to believe that we will never succeed i occasionally have somebody tell me this they say i hear you but they read me this laundry list of how nothing ever goes right and sometimes people are just bored just bored bored with life and they let bored become their normal and again they lose interest completely. It is wasted time and energy. It is vegetative, right? We've all experienced it at least a little bit when we've spent too much time in front of the TV all day and then, you know, it's the end of Sunday and we're like, crap, I wasted my whole day. Do you want to think that at the end of your life? Do you want to think I never took a risk? I never took a chance? No, you don't. I promise you don't. You don't have to be committed. You just have to be dedicated. Dedicated to living the best life that you can so that you don't sit around and do nothing. So does this word describe you? Apathy? Are you doing nothing? Do you know your potential and where you could go? Do you know what you want and yet you do nothing? Do you maybe not know and just know that you want to be doing something different than you are now? If you are stuck in this cycle, perhaps you need to force yourself. Go ahead. Make it happen. I did that at one point, actually. <laughs> I put it in my calendar. I would make dates with myself to do the things that would push me to the next level. I would put it on my calendar, and I decided that if it was on my calendar, it was set in stone, and I would do it. This is important. We have to make sure that we take the steps to avoid this lethargy, this trap that we can put ourselves in. Because if we don't, and it has not sourced from a sense of low self-esteem, it will create one. It will cause us to feel guilt and shame. And man, we just talked about shame last week. That is a crippling emotion too. Or does your apathy source from this shame that is not real, that can be relieved by action? <laughs> Look at yourselves, beloved. Find the source. Were you taught this? Was your family this way? 
Did you catch it from a lover or a friend? Freaking movie? (laughs) See, if you can find the source, is it your history? Do you need to forgive yourself for some perceived shortcoming? Quit sending yourself negative messages. Move from apathy to action, from passivity to problem solving. Just let it unfold. You get that pull inside of you. I know you do, right? There's nobody sitting on their couch doing nothing that does not know deep down inside there is something else to be done. Unless that is earned nothing. I mean, you guys know me, or (laughs) some of you do. I believe in the human experience. I believe Netflix exists for a reason and we can spend a whole day binge watching some show. That's fine if that's not the totality of our experience or a metaphor for the totality of our experience. You understand? Just take the first step. When you get that urge to Google it, when you get that urge to save the website domain address or (laughs) whatever it is, to start the business page, when you get the urge to reach out for a mentor or a class or whatever that first step might be, it only takes a few minutes. Everybody thinks it takes some big, huge amount of time. That's just not true. I mean, the whole big picture, the whole fruition, yeah, when you look back, you'd be like, man, there was a lot of working parts. But the first step is the first step. The 10th step is the 10th step. It is just one step at a time. And when it starts to pick up speed, It's not that it's not one step at a time. It's just that, (laughs) I don't know, it's evolved from a staircase to a ramp. Do not allow yourself to drown in apathy. Do not allow yourself to say, I have the right to do nothing. I have the right to live this life exactly the way it is. If it was right for you, you'd be content and that's fantastic. Some people came here for a simple human experience. Fantastic. If you didn't, if you desire to grow your career, maybe it seems mundane, but there's always something else. Whose lives will you touch? There's always something. There's a spiritual element beneath it all. I just talked to somebody yesterday who was telling me, She did not realize how all of her spiritual lessons would affect her very human career. She is helping and guiding other leaders within this humongous organization, which then is trickling downward. And it often seems very human. And yet she is using all of her spiritual education in that. Don't allow yourself to think that what you do is not important. I don't care if you work wherever you work. Maybe you mow yards or you work at the gas station or wherever. It does not mean that your spiritual mission is less and that your desire for the next thing is not valid. Whether it's to be the manager of the 7-Eleven or the president of the United States. Or a spiritual teacher or a healer or anything else. Find what motivates you, beloved. Whether it's just the desire to be happy or it's 
loud, crazy music. <laughs> Do something to break the apathy. Think about the times that you were motivated and happy. Ask yourself, what was the common denominator amongst those times? Was it laughter? Was it physical activity? Was it friendship? What was it? What was the purposeful part of it that made it motivating to you? Remember that feeling and call it in again. And if you've never seen it, find it in others. It is okay to find inspiration in others. Just remember, envy is a toxic emotion. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for motivation because all that a successful person is, is evidence that success exists. All that a motivated person is, is evidence that motivation exists. I believe it was um, Norman Vincent Peale who said, believe in yourself, have faith in your abilities. Without a reasonable confidence in your own power, you cannot be successful or happy. Yeah. <laughs> believe in yourself. You don't need anyone else to. And for those of you who have others believing in you and you're still not taking action, laugh at yourself and then get up off your ass and take the next step. One of the most difficult things I see, and I see people mourning every kind of thing you can imagine, but one of the most difficult things I see is someone who knows their potential, who is aware of exactly what steps they need to take next, and yet they don't take them. Because I know on the other side of that is deep, heartbreaking regret. Don't be that. Don't be that. It is not helpful. It is not healthy. And it's not okay. A wasted life is pain. And from a spiritual perspective, if you don't overcome what you came here to overcome, you will come back and you will choose to take the same classes all over again. No way. <laughs> no way. That's how I broke my apathy, really. That was the icing on the cake that shattered the glass ceiling I had created for myself. There is no way I wanted to come back here and take the same classes over again. I want to graduate to something different, better, higher. Don't you? I saw a meme earlier this week. It says, I've got it right in front of me. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> Don't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. Upgrade your conviction to match your destiny. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, upgrade your conviction to match your destiny. It all starts with the decision to make consistent action. Consistency is sort of the magical word of human experience. I call it magical monotony, <laughs> right? Make a step every day, make it happen. Things will change, they will unfold. It's not force, it's ease actually. It requires more force to be inactive. It requires more force to be apathetic than it does 
to change your life. Christopher Robin in Winnie the Pooh <laughs> said you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And you do not need to be confined to the prison you have created for yourself. There is no cage. There is no lack. I'm not ridiculous. I don't want you to just quit your job and throw away everything unless you have the means financially by which to continue your existence. I don't want you to sacrifice your time with your family. There is always time for what is yours. And it doesn't have to be all at once. Okay, five minutes. If all you feel you can spare in the day is five minutes, spare the five minutes. Start somewhere, right? If you want to be great, you will be great. Accept it. Accept it. The only thing that holds you back is you. I get all the human stuff, right? There are people who are trapped, quote unquote, in things for various reasons, financial reasons to be trapped in a marriage, um, which is discerning. Reasons to feel trapped in a job because they have people to care for. Okay. Quit thinking of it as a trap and start thinking of it as something that cares for you while you create your something better. If all you can do is spend your drive to work daydreaming, opportunity will present itself. You just can't be too apathetic to see it, to choose it, and to change. It's not that hard. It's harder to fight it. Remember, beloved, apathy is a four-letter word, far more offensive than the ones that uh, people give me shit for saying on the air. <laughs> I believe in you. I don't have to know you to believe in you because I do understand the potential of every single one of us. And if you are someone who has sat with me, who has spoken with me, and has heard me tell you that you have the ability if you've heard that from my voice and you have not taken action, today I light your fire. And if you think I'm talking about you, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm talking about all of us. All of us, me included. It would be easy for me to sit around and do as little as possible. It would be easy to stick with status quo. But I know there's more. And so I take one step at a time, one podcast at a time, one choice at a time. And so can you. And part of how I do it is because I know you are there. Know that I am here. Whether we've laid eyes on each other or not, 
there is a little Burnett with a podcast who's got your back. Until next time, beloved. Namaste. Hi, beauties. My name is Megan, and I couldn't pass up an opportunity to share who Jennifer Hall really is with all of you. Jennifer is a gifted woman who loves to share the tips and tricks of mastering lessons from the universe through real life experiences. When I found Jennifer about two years ago, I did not know what to expect. My past conditioning had me fearing psychics and avoiding them, and that was something I overcame within my first conversation with Jennifer. She has no desire to control you or make decisions for you, but she will tell you what's best for your highest good and it's up to you to do the work or not. It's very common for people to seek out a psychic to read the future and sure, it's human nature to wanna know what we don't know, to find the certainty in life, but what you actually get through Jennifer is so much deeper than knowing with, with certainty. It's really about how to grow through the uncertainty and embrace the power each of us hold deep within our own sovereignty and untapped gifts. Jennifer has helped me grow through many lessons in life, relationship lessons with my husband of 15 years, my gifted and stubborn children, career lessons that involved overcoming complacency and dealing with difficult bosses, and of course, lessons for my spiritual growth and tapping into and embodying my own authenticity. Her podcast, Lessons from the Universe, is food for the soul. It is channeled wisdom, and it is personal wisdom that she picked up as she learned and grew into who she is today. Jennifer is well known and sought out. I have people from all over the world reaching out to me to provide a referral to her so that she can speak with them and and they're able to meet her. This podcast makes it possible for people all over the world to receive her messages and receive the love that she pours into the collective. If you aren't a patron today, please consider becoming one and donating as much as $1 per month. If all of her beloved fans donated just $1, it would make an amazing impact on her offerings to the world. I meet with Jennifer monthly, and I'm also a patron because I believe so much in the lessons from the universe, and I have witnessed the beauty in learning and growing, the beauty in overcoming and smashing the many bubbles of conditioning that I succumbed to in my past. I have a new, more powerful story, and a big part of this story is embracing lessons from the universe. Your story will continue to change, and your donations will help many others change their stories across the globe, allowing the story of the collective to change for the best as well. If you love and live through the lessons from the universe as much as I do, like, share, and become a patron, and watch Lessons from the Universe take the rest of the world by surprise in the best ways possible. Sending light and love to all of you. Namaste. Hi beauties, my name is Megan, and I couldn't pass up an opportunity to share who Jennifer Hall really is with all of you. Jennifer is a gifted woman who loves to share the tips and tricks of mastering lessons from the universe through real life experiences. When I found Jennifer about two years ago, I did not know what to expect. My past conditioning had me fearing psychics and avoiding them, and that was something I overcame within my first conversation with Jennifer. She has no desire to control you or make decisions for you, but she will tell you what's best for your highest good and it's up to you to do the work or not. It's very common for people to seek out a psychic to read the future, and sure, it's human nature to want to know what we don't know, to find the certainty in life, 
But what you actually get through Jennifer is so much deeper than knowing with with certainty. It's really about how to grow through the uncertainty and embrace the power each of us hold deep within our own sovereignty and untapped gifts. Jennifer has helped me grow through many lessons in life, relationship lessons with my husband of 15 years, my gifted and stubborn children, career lessons that involved overcoming complacency and dealing with difficult bosses, and of course, lessons for my spiritual growth and tapping into and embodying my own authenticity. Her podcast, Lessons from the Universe, is food for the soul. It is channeled wisdom, and it is personal wisdom that she picked up as she learned and grew into who she is today. Jennifer is well-known and sought out. I have people from all over the world reaching out to me to provide a referral to her so that she can speak with them and, and they're able to meet her. This podcast makes it possible for people all over the world to receive her messages and receive the love that she pours into the collective. If you aren't a patron today, please consider becoming one and donating as much as $1 per month. If all of her beloved fans donated just $1, it would make an amazing impact on her offerings to the world. I meet with Jennifer monthly, and I'm also a patron because I believe so much in the lessons from the universe, and I have witnessed the beauty in learning and growing, the beauty in overcoming and smashing the many bubbles of conditioning that I succumbed to in my past. I have a new, more powerful story, and a big part of this story is embracing lessons from the universe. Your story will continue to change, and your donations will help many others change their stories across the globe, allowing the story of the collective to change for the best as well. If you love and live through the lessons from the universe as much as I do, like, share, and become a patron, and watch Lessons from the Universe take the rest of the world by surprise in the best ways possible. Sending light and love to all of you. Namaste.